0: Basketball is Hood. It's time for the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast with Jonathan Hood. You love basketball, you've come to the right place. Oh my goodness. Basketball is back. What's up? I am Jay Hood. I am so glad to have you with me for this podcast as we celebrate the return of the NBA brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code WMVP. And man, you talk about trying to get your numbers right for opening night for Philly and Boston For the Lakers and Golden State, and then your win totals. Who's going to be MVP? All this you could get from DraftKings. Get your bets in now. It's the best when it comes to the NBA. DraftKings, use the promo code WMVP. If you love basketball, indeed, you have come to the right place. We're going to talk to Nick Friedel, who covers the NBA for ESPN. In just a moment... Here's some of the big storylines, though, for the league. I mean, so let's start off first with LeBron James. LeBron James, the GOAT, right? For a lot of people, he's chasing the all-time points. There isn't much LeBron James has yet to accomplish in the NBA with four titles, four final MVPs, and four league MVPs. But he has one important milestone within reach during this season, and that's to try to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. LeBron enters the season with 37,062 points, which puts him 1326 away from the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's on the line for this season. So LeBron and Anthony Davis are back with Russell Westbrook for the Lakers. Okay, now when all three were together, um, it didn't work out too well. The big three availability last season, when all three were together, they were just eleven and ten. When two out of three were there, it's twenty and thirty three. When it was just one of three, they're all of five. When nobody played, if it was if LeBron and Davis and Westbrook didn't play, the Lakers somehow were two and one. How about the Warriors? They're the champs, right? They're looking to repeat as champions. They're coming off their seventh NBA title as a franchise, the third most all-time behind the Lakers and the Celtics. Steve Kerr has led the team to four titles in his eight seasons as head coach, so... What's gonna can he run it back? Can they win the championship again? Hey, you know it runs through Curry Thompson and Draymond Green, and you know what happened with Draymond Green, the controversy with him is he locked in focus for the upcoming season. What about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving? You know, Durant Irving stayed in Brooklyn, and so now what's gonna happen? So let's put it simply, right? The Nets have had one of the most unique off seasons for any team in recent history. April 25th, swept by the Celtics in the first round. June 27th, Kyrie Irving opts into his player option. Wow, he's coming back to Brooklyn. Then June 30th, Kevin Durant requests a trade. Then June, let's see, August 8th, Durant and the Nets owner Joe Sy, they met. Durant suggests the franchise needs to choose between him and the head coach Steve Nash and general manager Sean Marks on August 23rd. The Nets released a statement that Durant is going to remain with the franchise. In this group is Seth Curry, is Joe Harris, it's Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons as well, <laughs> plus other options on this team. That's interesting. Also for this league, for the NBA this season, Jokic Nikola Jokic is looking for his third straight MVP. Now there's only been a few that have won three straight MVPs. Larry Bird. Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell. Now, Jokic put together one of the most impressive seasons in league history last year. He was the first player to average 25 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists in a season. He recorded the highest PER in a season in NBA history. He's the first player to lead his team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and field goal percentage in a season. Since steals, blocks, uh, they all became an official stat back in 1973-74. Think about that. Let me say that again slowly. Jokic from Denver, the first player to lead his team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and field goal percentage in a season, going back to 73 74. You can win a lot of bets with that. Go to your local bar, go to your social media, and ask someone if they know the answer to that question. I think you can win a lot of money because no one probably would say Jokic, but that's what happened last year. Will Luka Doncic win the MVP? Uh, he is one of the favorites, plus 475 to maybe be the favorite to be the MVP this year. Um, he was fifth the year before, sixth the year before as far as his MVP finish. Is he going to be the MVP this year? Also, Giannis looking to be able to get the Bucks into another stratosphere. Can they win the championship? uh we're going to keep our eyes on that because he had an outstanding season as well but the team went 7 and 9 when Chris Middleton went out because of his injury so we'll focus on that can the Celtics and Heat return to Eastern Conference finals hmm i mean listen you know the controversy that's going on with the Celtics but can they focus without Ime Adoka who was suspended uh due to violations of team policies So again, a lot of storylines to talk about when it comes to the NBA, including what's going on in the West. Can the Suns and Grizzlies be among the top teams in the West? We have a lot of questions, but it's going to be a fun NBA season. Let me call Nick Friedel and find out his thoughts about some of the storylines around the NBA. Don't forget, he covers the Nets in Brooklyn, so he's around all the drama. And we'll ask him his thoughts about the Bulls as well, of course, where the Bulls fall amongst the best teams in the East. Let's call Nick Friedel and find out. And there he is, Nick Friedel. From ESPN, my friend. Another year of the NBA. The league is here, Nick. How are you, buddy?
1: I am good. I am ready, my man. It's going to be a really interesting one. And after all the years that you and I have watched so much bad basketball, Mm -hmm. uh, it's fun to go into a season where there are a lot of teams that are legitimately thinking that they have a chance and they can be a lot better. So in that regard the league comes into this particular year in a good space.
0: Could you answer a question for me at the beginning? Uh, why is it that in your career drama follows you? Why, why, I mean, I mean, uh, why is that? I mean, you, you're, you're covering the Bulls. There's Tibbs. We got more than enough, Nick. We got more than enough. The whole thing with Derek, everything else. You go out west to cover Golden State and just there's the pandemic and that's a, a dark cloud for everybody. Yeah, you know, and then you come to Brooklyn and there's even more drama. I just I don't understand. What I mean, why don't you go to some place nice and docile like Toronto where, where things are looking up. You know? I mean, unbelievable.
1: I ask the question that you just asked damn near every day. <laughs> every day and all I keep coming back to is well, somebody up there must like me because they they keep uh, they keep me employed and getting to that next contract. So that part has been good. And if I've learned anything doing the jobs that you and I do, it's that if you are around drama, (laughs) it's not the worst thing in the world. Because as much as people might get sick of it sometimes, uh, and I get that because I'm usually in the middle of it, uh, drama has uh, an interest level on... uh, a level that I haven't fully understood <laughs> since I started all those years ago in Chicago. So, uh, everybody keeps asking me, all my friends, Oh, do you feel bad? You know, the warriors, you left and they, they want it all. And I think no, because I am around this team right now in the nets that has drama all over the place. Although hoodie, as we start our conversation, I say this. Yes. For all the times last year when you and I would talk and I would say, Eddie, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this. It's it's miserable this team is so unhappy. This Brooklyn team starts the year in a very good place. Everybody's on the same page. Kyrie's going to be out there each night, they hope. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is healthy. He's feeling good. Kevin Durant is back, unbelievably so. And he's still one of the very best players on the planet. So... People want to knock the Nets and say, oh, you know, they can't do it. They're, you know, they're, they're, it's only a matter of time before everything explodes. And I understand that completely because I lived it. All I would say is to start the year, this is a Nets team that is really happy with where they're at right now and confident that they'll grow throughout the season. And that part is worth underscoring at least a few different times.
0: Well, I I will just say this, and we'll get to the Bulls momentarily, but I just want to just say there's so much talent, but there's so many question marks at the same time. Out of all of this, the positive is that Kevin Durant is one of the best scorers in league history that you're covering. Four scoring titles tied for third most all time with Jordan and Wilt. Durant has averaged at least 25 points on 50% shooting in each of the last nine seasons that he's played. He's tied with Kareem, and uh, for the second longest streak, trailing only Shaq. I mean, the numbers are amazing. Kyrie, most, one of the most talented guards that we've seen. When his head's on straight, it's hard to stop that guy. And then there's Ben Simmons. And so and so there's the, thi- the rub. So when you look at this team, like you mentioned, everything's looking up roses now. But what's the likelihood that this can stay together for this team to be uh, potentially top six team in the East?
1: I think it's possible for them as long as they stay healthy, hoodie. Because I'm with you. The talent level, especially at the top of the roster, is right there with any team in the league. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You get Ben Simmons playing anywhere close to where he was in Philly. And you have a dynamite top three. On top of the fact that Seth Curry and Joe Harris aren't healthy to start the year, but if you get those two back and they're shooting the way we know they can, oh my gosh, that offense and and defense is a whole different story. We could talk about it all day. There are big question marks there. But that offense, if everybody is healthy, is going to be unbelievable. So can Brooklyn get there? Yeah, I think they can. Be at least in the top six, probably in the top four. The question is with Simmons, just how badly uh, does he want to be out there night to night and continue to improve? And we're going to see. But I talked to him the other day before the season started, and he seems like he is in a very good place on the floor and he's in a very good place mentally off of it. That is very important. I think his back is feeling good. And if you get a contribution from him on top of what you know you're going to get from Kevin and Kyrie, you're going to be in really good shape.
0: I just think that you are dealing with the three three of the most difficult interviews all year. <laughs> Those three. With Kevin Durant, I'm not sure. When, you, when you're when you doing one-on-ones or when you're in a media scrum with him, I'm not sure what he's going to say. I think it's, it's interesting. Then you've got pretty much uh, Yee in uh, Kyrie Irving. I don't mean... I mean, you're dealing with Kanye West in a lot of ways. The back and forth that you have with, with Kyrie is fascinating because you're asking him flat out, you know, interesting questions, probing questions. Not harsh, but just trying to figure out, trying to pick his mind. And he's just in an alternate universe. And then there's Ben Simmons, who I saw on the J.J. Reddick podcast. And he laid his soul out there, but it was almost like in that podcast, I wasn't sure, Nick, where... It felt like leading questions, and he answered them, I think, pretty well. But the point is, like, I don't know if any of that resonates, the stuff you were saying to Reddick on that um, Old Man of the Three
1: podcast. And what Ben's going to have to show, Hoodie, too, that is he's saying things that fans appreciate and understand, but the actions on the floor are going to speak louder than any words he can. Right. So he can discuss how much he missed the game and how much it means to him and, and how he feels that... His Brooklyn teammates, especially Kevin and Kyrie, have had his back early on here. He's got to show it on the floor, and he's got to do it night after night after night. But it is an interesting team. I've covered Kevin now for a lot of years. I've enjoyed the basketball conversations with him. Uh, And I've told you before, there is no star in the game, for my money, who follows the game as intently as Kevin does. He knows what's going on in the league. He is a fan He loves basketball. And what I would say on Kyrie is, I do feel like, and a couple of his teammates have said the same thing, and even in the last few days, he wants to change the narrative that surrounds him. He wants to be the type of player and leader that he knows this group needs. He's got to prove it like everything else. But I think on the from the outside, people look in and they go, oh, my gosh, what is Kyrie going to do next? From the inside, and I cannot hammer this point home enough. The younger players on that roster, they love the guy. They love him. They believe in his talent, and they believe that he will be there to stand up for them when the time comes. So whether or not you agree with that, that's a different story. But from the inside, the the vibes within the group are pretty good right now, and they feel like they'll be able to hold all year.
0: Here's something for you, other teams in the East, about the Miami Heat. The finish for the Heat in which Jimmy Butler missed a go-ahead three-pointer with under 20 seconds remaining in that game, in the conference finals, did that say more about where Jimmy is or where the Heat
1: are? I think that we've seen the, the window on a title close for this version of the Heat hoodie. In other hmm. words, Jimmy Lowry, bam. I just don't believe they're going to get to that point again. Now, Jimmy's made a career of proving me wrong uh, several times over the last 10, 12 years. Yes. But I don't see the Heat as having what they need to advance, not only in get into the playoffs, but all the way through the East and then win the title. They are the quintessential team that needs that second guy, and they don't have it. And they lose P.J. Tucker, and he was beloved in that locker room. They don't get Donovan Mitchell. Kevin stays in Brooklyn. Miami looks like a team that is going to fight like hell. They're going to win a bunch of games. But if you're looking at them as a legit threat to get back to the finals, I, I just don't see it.
0: So so you, the answer to the question is, it said more about Jimmy's performance than the Heat. And I would agree, if that's where, if that's how you feel, Nick, I would say the same. I mean, think about Butler. So he carried the Heat through the playoffs. He had eight 30-point games, the most in a single postseason by a Heat player since 2013. And when I saw that stat, I said, wow. I mean, Jimmy carried that team. But it made me think, even with the signing of Tyler Hero, the four-year extension, I would agree. It's going to be a team that's going to be scrappy, especially on the defensive end. They'll have Jimmy, but I don't know if that's a team that will be atop the East again like they were last year. I thought that that was... When I saw the standings, I saw Jimmy. I didn't see the heat when I opened up the standings.
1: I think it's a terrific point, because yeah. when you think of where Jimmy is and in his career, and you see the pieces around him. That's why people were crushing my buddy Tim Bontemps for voting Jimmy the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. If I had a vote, I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. He lifted the rest of that group throughout that series, and he was playing hurt. Uh, the, the thing that concerns me, having watched Jimmy all these years, is I, you wonder if that knee will be able to hold up for the next couple seasons. We're going to see. Uh, but as far as getting that team to another point, they they just don't have uh, the that other star on the roster. They have a lot of other good players. Hero's a really good player. I uh, like Max Strus. He's come uh, a long way in the last few years. They think they're going to get more from Lowry, who they expect to be in much better shape. And Bam is one of the very best defensive big men in the game. But That wins you a lot of games in the regular season. It does not get you to that next tier in the playoffs. So uh, I think that Jimmy loves nothing more than uh, to put on a show and, and believes wholeheartedly that he's the best player on the floor. I just don't know if that is reality given where the Heat are now.
0: And Jimmy loves you. Still, right? <laughs>
1: that's right. Uh, we it, it, it's uh, oh man, it's, it's <laughs> withstood the test of time. That relationship, <laughs> it's just amazing.
0: Just the, the people that you run into in this league, it's amazing. You saw him from, as a baby from the beginning, and now yeah. look at him, man. He is a he is a killer, that's for sure. So even with the controversy with the Celtics with the it will not be coaching the team. You know, Nick, I still got a good feeling about that team. I just feel like. Adoka was pushing that ball uphill, that 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 big boulder uphill, just trying to will the Celtics to get to the finals and just pushing them. I could see the coaching in what Adoka was doing. You could see it. There. It's not hyperbole. You could see him, you know, turning the screws, making sure these guys would, you know, perform at a maximum level. Now without him, I still think the team's talented. But is there something missing from this team that tells you that they may not get to 53 wins or more or be in the finals again?
1: I still like them, buddy. I still think they can get back to the finals. I would take Milwaukee in the East Mm -hmm. just because I think they're a little bit better and I believe that Giannis is the very best player in the game today, right now. But Boston believes in itself. And to your point about Ime, who knows – how the the culture changes now, and and how much his absence is felt all year. We're going to find out. But that team, they were so kind of mediocre at the start of the year, and they really turned it around. And in the playoffs, I was convinced they were going to win it all. And if they had not turned the ball over so much at the against the Warriors, they would have won it all. So how things change now, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to to find out. But I think the talent is there, and I think the DNA
0: in what they've set up is on point within that locker room. And so, but you, but you like Milwaukee, and I think uh, I do too. I think that they have an opportunity to get back to the finals and actually win the championship this year. Uh, they're one of the favorites. If you take away the seven and nine that the Bucks were in Middleton's absence, maybe they're right back up there again. A healthy, a healthy Middleton. I think can really help this team long haul
1: If Middleton looks like Middleton uh, has played for so many years Hoodie Mm -hmm. Milwaukee to me is just a a cut above everybody else and that includes a Warriors team that is absolutely stacked Uh, and with Steph playing at the level that he is it's going to be great again but if you have a healthy Chris Middleton and I know he's not ready to start the year but you have Giannis being Giannis and you have Drew Holiday defensively providing what he can give that group. I just like the way that they've come together and I think they were so pissed off last year that people kind of wrote them off and said, oh, well if the Nets had been healthy a couple of years ago they wouldn't have beaten the Nets and well, Middleton got hurt and, you know, they lose to Boston. People just kind of see them sometimes as, well, they had their one run and they caught some breaks and that's it. And there does seem to be this feeling that uh, the Bucks want to prove to everybody, no, 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 <laughs> we're, we're still here and we're going to be around for a little bit longer uh, with that, the big man Giannis in the middle of everything. So uh, I believe in Milwaukee as we start the year. That would be my pick. And I just think that in the biggest of games, they have the ultimate trump card because Giannis now knows, Hoodie, that he can do it. And he's proven to everybody that he is that difference maker.
0: I know the MVP award moves around from place to place. Jokic, back-to-back MVPs. I think that Embiid's going to get it this year. It's either between him or Doncic. And I I like the Sixers, but we already went through about four, four or five teams that are very talented. I'm not saying the Sixers will get lost in the sauce, but it is about other talent and also about Embiid's health and whether or not the others can step up around Harden and Embiid. So I think the Sixers are going to be good too, and I think that Embiid is going to have a breakout year.
1: He's got the narrative with him now. Last year, I don't, I don't know if it was there in the same way because people were looking at Jokic's analytics and those numbers and going, oh my gosh, he's... He's having an even better year than he did the year before when he won it. So, when you when you have the push media wise, that helps. The question for Embiid, Hoodie, is: Can he stay healthy, and can he put up those same numbers when you're playing now with James Harden, who also needs his numbers, <laughs> and, and and in order for him to be successful, needs to feel like he's part of the offense in a major way as well. So, I think that. Uh, Embiid should be the odds-on favorite right now Uh, to win the award. I just don't believe that Philly has everything it would need to knock off a Milwaukee or a Boston. But uh, I guess that if Embiid is playing even better than he did last year, it leaves open at least the possibility that he can be that engine that carries him over the hump.
0: Hey, the Bulls are good.
1: How are we defining good?
0: <laughs> well, that's it. Well, that will be a play a playoff team. I expect them in the postseason. Uh, the 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 way we've broken it down here is it's a shame that Lonzo Ball's not available. I thought that his three point shooting was better uh, from New uh, New Orleans and coming over to the Bulls before his injury. Uh, they're going to piecemeal this point guard position together. Um, and so I, you know, I think that my big question is what else does Levine and DeRozan have to give, are either one of those guys, fourth quarter killers that can make a difference against upper echelon teams. They were not last year. That's what I'm looking forward to this year.
1: I don't believe that they are either. Hoodie. Not against, you know, the top, top tier teams in the league. DeMar had an incredible season last year to think that he's going to have that type of season again. That's a stretch, because he was awesome. He was really good for them, and he was the guy they relied on late in games. With Zach, I think he can be better. But offensively, I don't even think that's where they they need to see the the difference. They need to see the difference on the defensive end, night to night. When you sign a max contract, like he has now, the the optics around your performance change. In other words, you can put up 25 or 30, that's cool. But are you helping your team beat the best teams? And that's where I have major questions for the Bulls. And you and I have spent, I mean, over a decade at this point, having conversations about the organization and why they've made the decisions that they've made. Yeah, I, I still don't understand as I look back on last summer. Guard Packs got crushed back in time because their whole thing was, we don't want to build a team that has a ceiling of the second round and gets knocked out. And then Eversley and Karnasovas come in, and everybody's excited that the, the change that was long overdue happens. But, Hoodie, from a distance where I sit, I don't see that team being anything more at their best than a team that gets knocked out in the second round. And I don't even think this year they're they're going to get close to the second round. So I don't I forget this season with the way everything's structured with this group. I don't see a lot of hope for t- the top of the East contention. And if you're a Bulls fan, you've got to feel like it's deja vu all over again because you're looking at... DeRozan and Levine and everybody had hoped that Patrick Williams could take another step. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, And uh, not to the level that, you know, people were hoping he'd turn into a star. I, I just don't, I don't see that. I think he can be a solid player in the league, but I don't think he is going to be that top tier guy that they thought he could turn into after that. How are you going to get that much better? I mean, I covered Dragic and Drummond last season, when I got to Brooklyn, I like both those players, but they're they're uh, accessories at this point on a roster. They're not every night difference makers. So uh, I I think the Bulls are a nice team, probably in that play in conversation. I do not think it's anything more than that.
0: So you have the Bulls in the play in situation, maybe with Atlanta. Um... Charlotte's not going to be in that mix again. They're they they are going backwards as a franchise. I don't know what they're. I don't. I don't understand what Michael Jordan's doing there. I just for the one of the great all time winners. That is lousy what they're doing there. Um, so you have them say with Atlanta and was it uh, Toronto? The maybe? Knicks.
1: Yeah, Toronto. The Knicks. They're in that conversation too.
0: Knicks. Tom. What's yeah. what's Tom doing? What what's
1: he, <laughs> I think with, with Jalen Brunson, yeah, he brings a a calming presence to what Tibbs needs in there, mm-hmm. and and hoodie. You know, we're talking about the Bulls. I I don't believe that they're uh, they're that good uh, as far as the top of the East goes. Right. I think the Knicks are in the that same point, but the, the Knicks have the structure of. Of the Tibbs defense, Julius Randle, you would think would play a little bit better than he did last year because he wasn't very good. And you've got a bunch of younger players. And I know Tibbs doesn't historically love playing younger players, but there is some talent there. And he can develop a few of those guys. So I think they'll push for that play in whatever tournament, those seedings uh, on that level uh, at some point as well.
0: Uh, yeah, and your point is well taken, and we got to make sure that we hear you loud and clear. When you were covering the Bulls and Garden Packs would stand still and say we have more than enough, we like our core. Yes, we were crucifying them, and this past summer the Bulls did the same thing. You know, when a team that is bereft of size like the Bulls, and you know nothing against Drummond, but I I would hope that he can turn the clock back a little bit on the rebounding edge because the Bulls are kind of small. You know, and, yeah. and, and so there's not a re- lot of resistance to the basket. I mean, it's a typical Billy Donovan team from Oklahoma City and this one where the team, I think, has enough scoring. They have scoring to be able to battle a lot of teams in the league. But if you're not stopping anybody, that's a major problem. And, I, and I'll tell you this, if Lonzo Ball is the thing that is the thing that That slows teams down. If if he's the only guy that can slow things down defensively for a team, then that's a problem because you need more than just one guy.
1: Right, and I mean we could say the same thing about Caruso. He he had some nice moments, but if you're that reliant on ball and Caruso, like what are we doing as far as uh, any discussion of the Bulls getting that much better? They they just didn't add they. That, that Wendell Carter junior trade Oh my God! looks worse every day. Vucevic, while a nice player, just hadn't been the fit that they would have hoped. But this is the issue. When you swing and you go all in like they did a summer ago, and then you fade out in the regular season because of injuries and the schedule caught up to them because they were beating a lot of bad teams early on, mm-hmm. why should people look at what happened over the summer and feel confident that there's going to be that much of a difference moving forward and you know I just go back to all those years. everybody was going oh they Garn packs are making moves and on and on and on well guess what where Garn packs were at the at the end in those last few teams that were, were at least competitive and where this team is, I'd rather have uh, the the Garin packs okay, let's see what happens with Derek and Jimmy and, remember, Palgasol Gasol appeared those last couple of years. Mm-hmm. This team with DeMar and Levine and an injured ball, I don't think they're going any, anywhere that you would want to write home about.
0: Lastly, um, you just had to put the knife in and twist it about the Orlando deal. You just had to do that because, <laughs> for those that don't know, the Bulls traded Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter's expiring, Franz Wagner's pick, and a top-protected protect- 2023 first-rounder to the Magic for Vucevic. Um, are you willing to say on the record Orlando won the
1: trade? <laughs> I mean, I was willing to say that, I think, that day. <laughs> so, oh, man. Orlando. I mean, there, there have been times when I have been wrong about certain players or... Or, or certain things, but I was not wrong about that deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man. And, and so that deal, looking back, it looks way worse. You understand in the moment why they made it. Cause hoodie Vucevic is a really nice player, but he's a complimentary player. And as we finish the conversation, certainly yes. about the Bulls, yes. this is my point to all, all my old friends back in Chicago. If I've learned anything covering the league through the years, You need stars in order to win at the highest levels. I look at the Bulls right now, and I see a solid team with a good coach in Billy Donovan that does not have stars. They've got two really good players in DeRozan and Zach Levine. They've got another uh, solid player in Vucevic. And after that, they've got nice NBA players that can help you win games in the regular season. I do not see them as a team with what they have up top as a group that can win at any kind of level in the postseason.
0: My friend, I'm glad you spent some time uh, talking to us as the league starts. This is going to be fascinating because there's so many good teams, uh, especially in the Eastern Conference, because that's what we just covered. Magic will be better. Um, you know, Indiana will stand still. Detroit will be better on the bottom end, but the point is, though, it's top heavy. As much as we like the Bucks, who knows in this Eastern Conference what we're going to see this year?
1: If ever there was a time, hoodie, for the Bulls, uh, and you never wish injuries upon anybody, but if there is a a reason why things go south early, this would be the year to tank away as much as you can, because I know they change the rules and. It doesn't behoove a team to do that the same way they did when you and I were doing Bulls Buzz at, you know, midnight at the UC all those years back. Mm-hmm. But Webb and Yama, when you talk to the Kevin Durant's of the world and you talk to the top tier players who are watching him now, he is that guy. And if the Bulls, if they don't have the season they would like and they want to reverse course early, if ever there was a year for them to get lucky and redo things with that dude, now is the time.
0: Well, we'll see. There's a number of teams that will follow that path. He was looking at you, Pacers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he looking at you, Wizards. That very well could be for them, too. So <laughs> I think they see that path. You know, the Bulls, though, they're going to stand pat and they'll, uh, you know, keep with the team that they have, which is fine. It keeps you above water. In a playoff scenario, thank God you got you know ten slots here, pretty much. But we'll see. I think it's going to be fun, though.
1: It will be that, and you and I will be there to watch it all. I'm sure.
0: When you're there at Barclays, looking at Steve Nash with that faraway look in his eye, saying, <laughs> "Why did I do this?" Just keep, just keep me in mind.
1: <laughs> Always, my man. And We know why Nash did it because when you're making nine mil a year, yeah. You can have a lot of faraway looks in your eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, hey, you can handle it. Don't want to lose any hair. If you can still just hang in there with this nonsense, go right ahead. Tell the team, but they just have to keep it together. This is just—it's it's the fire on the side of the road you're covering every day. That's great. You're a traffic reporter.
1: And and if ever there were years in my career that had prepared me for it, we we know where it all started.
0: <laughs> Tom Thibodeau, there it is. <laughs> all right my friend thank you as always you got it my man talk to you ah yes Nick Friedel with me talking about the NBA we went around the Eastern Conference you heard what he said about the Bulls what do you think about what Nick had to say hit me up on Twitter at tweetjhood And don't forget, NBA Fast Break, who always giving you content on the ESPN Chicago app. Check it out. The interview that I did with David Kaplan with Stacey King, the three-time NBA champion and color analyst for the Bulls, that's on Fast Break, as well as uh, the Under the Hood basketball podcast. Hey, thanks so much. The season's here. We've got so much more NBA content to give you. You need more NBA? You need more Bulls? This is the place you come right here. Uh, as we talk basketball brought to you by DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.